This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Timotu, NPR. Listening to live and on-demand shows has never been easier on NPR. All you have to do is go to the App Store or Play Store on your device and search up Access Internet Radio NZ. Select and download the first option at the top of the list. Once you've downloaded the app, the next step is to open the app and look for NPR. Once found, select it and then browse freely. Supported by New Zealand On Air. Hi, I'm Greg Watson, and welcome today to the show Property Matters. I'm here with my co-host, Vili Tossi. How are you today, Vili? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Greg. How was your weekend? Great, great. Got uh, soaked and very cold, refereeing football, but uh, the sun's back out now, so we're all, all systems going. Bit of a wet one in Manawatu this weekend, wasn't it? So uh, hopefully uh, not, not too many people out there uh, were affected by uh, copious amounts of rain. Well, that's right, and uh, it's a funny time of year because with housing in general, you sometimes get uh, damage occurring yeah, and, uh, across properties with this sort of thing, and uh, yeah, it's been an interesting time, but I think we've got a fairly lightly so far this, this winter. Yeah, it's been a fairly mild winter, I think, Greg, and although this morning it was uh, pretty pretty chilly, um, you know, we've we've been pretty lucky, actually, so um, l- l- look, l- spring's l- just around the corner too, so um, so hopefully we might be through, hopefully, some of the some of the worst of the weather. And I think the uh, the heated property market is keeping us warm, Billy, there's quite a lot happening, uh, sales prices continue moving upwards, uh, recent all-time median high of 460,000 wow. in Palmerston North, so... Wow. so uh, What's that, that gone up from, Greg? Oh, gee, you, off the top of my head, that. I'd say it's about 10%. Wow. Uh, in the last 12 months. Um, so people's prices in general have gone up, well, at least at the median figure, by about 10%. So Great. it does fluctuate a bit depending on, what, on which month you you were talking or the year leading up to a certain month, but that's sort of where we are at the moment. There's no reason why we think that that should slow down. Yeah. And, in fact, uh, the first article that we've got here today is quite in-depth, and I thought it was quite interesting, uh, Vili, that thousands of new sections set to ease Palmer's North housing demand, according to the Manawatu standard, sort of goes in line a little bit with what the Mayor has been saying, that we need around about 500 homes a year. So what's what's uh, what are they yeah, saying? Yeah, it's interesting, Greg, because um, I had a friend of mine come down f- to the Manawatu over the weekend and and he noticed a considerable amount of development and new housing areas um, all over the city. Um, which he was taken by surprise. So, um, and and look, you know what this article is suggesting is, um, you know, a number of development areas, uh, in particular, you know, the Hokafuru Lagoon area down Centennial Drive. Uh, it's going to be a really nice area. By yeah, the, by it's the a beautiful area around there, and and obviously Wallace Developments are looking at 130 section uh, housing development down there. So, so that would be great, and then and then spread across the city as well. Um, you know, out towards Highbury and Awapuni on the edge of the city there. Yeah. Uh, they're looking at two and a half thousand sections. So yeah, well, they're hoping that that in the shortish term, about eleven hundred and forty new sections, and I'll talk or we'll talk a little bit about where a bit more in a moment. But then a further two and a half thousand could open up by twenty twenty one if that potential rezoning that you're just mentioning on the border of Highbury and Awapuni. Now, for those of you familiar with Palmerston North, 
that is effectively heading out towards Longburn and, and past the uh, past the trotting club, past the race course, yep. th- those sorts of areas. Yep. And then um, out towards Whakarongo, Greg, there's a, there's a few more sections going out there as well, I believe. Yeah, well, they've completed <laughs> a lot of the work on James Line now, which is going to allow traffic to flow a lot more easily into this new area from Whakarongo. So if you drive out there, uh, out Napier Road, past uh, the um, old people's home, excuse to use that terminology, I just can't remember the name of it, and then you'll, you'll see as you approach uh, Whakaronga there's a lot of, lot of building going in there. Mm. Uh, another interesting part, talking about the Awapuni <coughs> and Highbury expansion, is uh, what they're calling Kikifenua residential area, which is near the race course yeah. for those who are local. Uh, and they're trying to speed that up a bit. It's bordered by Pioneer Highway, Tiwanaka Road, which at the moment's just a little bit out of town, and the Mangoni Stream. Yep. And that's a couple of hundred sections. They're just getting a, a move on with that. So it's good to see, Vili, because they're trying to stop house prices from getting a little bit out of hand, mm. rents getting out of hand. And this is something we've often talked about on the show. The fundamental issue for housing in this country is lack of supply. So it's good to see they've got a good plan in place. And it's good to see that they're looking at it uh, fairly quickly as well, Greg, I think. Um, you know, 2021 is, is obviously, you know, a couple of years away and, and to have that, you know, that, that amount of, of, of sections in development is um, really, really great. You know, we'll take a bit of pressure off, uh, hopefully, um, you know, the, the certain areas that we've, we've had to see or, you know, deal with uh, either through renting or, or selling as well. Nice to see as well that not all of this redevelopment will be high-end property. We, we've probably talked off here at some stage about the fact that the sections uh, in the new lagoon area, yes, very expensive, but then you're also looking at um, places like the being developed by the Rangatane or Manawatu Investment Trust where mm. they're looking at 32 sections in the heart of the popular suburb of Hokafidu, which will be mid-priced housing just on land there, uh, for those who are familiar, around near um, Ashford Avenue, Stirling Crez, around that area. So they're working their way just through some of the stormwater and drainage issues yep. there, and then um, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Great um, great to see developments in, in process, though, Greg. I think it's always... Um you know, it's always a positive for the city and for the region when, when you can see that, um, you know, sort of tarting, starting to take effect as well. Yeah, and it certainly becomes more meaningful when it's when you see some of these plans and some of these articles like they had on, on stuff, uh, one or two section, about the detail. Because once you get the detail, like, OK, I can see how this might look. Um, the city council, I think there were links in that article to... Uh, the, or at least on the on the city council page to some uh, designs mm. and some some overhead views. It'd be interesting to see how many um, of those sections or, or properties that do get developed sort of you know go into the rental pool or um, uh, you know if if it's all going to be sold um, you know how much of an effect um, that would have on a, on, our, on the rental market here in Palmerston North. Will it will it ease off or will it will it create a little bit more yeah and, and more pressure? I guess going along along the line with what. The mayor had, has been saying recently the city council planner David Murphy has estimated that that will need this need four thousand six hundred new homes over the next decade. I think that would, I don't think it will have make a, a massive slowing just because we're we're getting so mm. many new people into the area. It's still relatively affordable, but uh, it would 
stop it from escalating at the uh, rate it currently is because yep. once it starts becoming unaffordable here, you're in this funny situation where people will move more rurally. Yeah. And so the city council is trying to do stuff that's good for, for Palmer's North and getting people living here. Great. Other, other news, uh, the mortgage war. An yeah. article on interest.co.nz with quite a fun animation, actually. A whole lot of soldiers facing each other with the bank names written on their helmets. <laughs> um, it says, the mortgage war takes interest rates down to levels never seen before for fixed home loans and Kiwi Bank being the latest to offer a market-leading rate. So the one-year <laughs> fixed term, Billy, what's that down to? 3.55%. Gee, that's uh, amazing, isn't is it? <laughs> I think we spoke about two weeks ago, Greg, and yeah. you said the lowest rate at that, at that time was 3.79. So, yes, that's right. So it's, it's come down even more. And, and, even, and, and even then two-year fixed rate is at 3.65, which is um, – It's you know, pr- pr- it's pretty amazing, isn't it? And – uh, how how low will it go? It actually, in this particular article on interest, they feel things uh, that it's not currently at the point where they will will stop going lower. So it's just really interesting to see where where that's at. Wow. Uh, for those floating rates, will also uh, continue to drop. Yeah, I'm not sure what the current advice on lending is, but certainly fixing for a couple of years at 3.65 seems. Um, in, in many cases, a very, very good option. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, positive for uh, people out there who are looking to, to purchase. And we'll talk a little bit um, more later on in the show about, you know, first home buyers and, yeah. and, and why that's, um, you know, obviously people uh, are now sort of getting into the, into the market, um, purchasing their first home uh, because obviously interest rates are so low. Absolutely. And of course, peaked, uh, the interest rates are often peaked to the, Official cash rate, of course, and there was an article on TVNZ on on One News saying that the falling official cash rate could put pressure on the housing crisis if it dips into negatives. Now, for those of you who don't know, it is actually possible for an official cash rate to go into the negatives, and that means it's just creating a situation where borrowing again is very cheap, so Mm. it's trying to spur along the economy. And uh, Oliver Hartwich from uh, NZ Initiative when he was interviewed on Breakfast, said that if the OCR dropped into negatives, it would mean people would essentially be paying banks a fee to look after their money. And this this has happened before in Japan. It happens currently in Germany where it's like you're paying the bank for the privilege of holding your money, which is wow. just amazing, isn't it? So, so what happens there, of course, is people paying off their mortgage would pay less as, as the uh, rates would come down. But as people realise that they're not getting their their returns from the banks anymore, they start looking elsewhere, and that includes property. Um, So what happens there, of course, is um, more pressure on the housing market, uh, house prices going up, uh, because if you can't put your money in the bank, you probably want to buy houses. So you suddenly have new buyers in the the, um, investment market for properties that weren't there previously. Of course, supply and demand means uh, prices go up. So we'll see where that goes. Do you think we we start to see that in our region soon, Greg, with with the OCR coming down? Yeah, and, and I think I think investment that if, property. Yeah, we've certainly seen uh, in the last couple of weeks. I've had a lot more inquiry from people wanting to change the source of their uh, of their investment or or their earnings away from um, uh, banks into property. I've seen that say I think three times last week. I was wow. having conversations to people that are thinking maybe the time is actually right for property, and 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 that in itself means uh, just on our very small scale means more demand. Mm. So again, if the uh, city councils we were talking about earlier, if they can keep building, then then that can help offset uh, yep. some of those things. 
And it sort of leads into our next article here, Greg, where, where people are sort of looking at commercial as well as, as, as part of their investments as well. So, um, yeah, and, and Stuff Business was saying that the, the falling interest rates are a shot in the arm for commercial property. The commercial sector was a little quieter, a, a little bit of a slow start this year. However, uh, Brent McGregor, who's the executive chairman of the real estate firm CBRE, he says that falling interest rates are bringing cheaper borrowing costs and it's keeping that sales momentum up in the commercial property market. So talking about sales, the purchase or building of buildings, (laughs) effectively. (coughs) And uh, there's been quite a lot happening. He says that every reduction in the OCR, to the extent at least where it's passed on to borrowers, you'll end up with more and more appetite for commercial real estate. And... So it's not only the the residential sector, but it's commercial as well. So you get buyers coming in from overseas, investors, Australian companies, German and so forth, who are examples of buying properties. There's been um, a Macquarie group from Australia recently bought the Sky City long-term car park uh, for $220 Um, There's a German businessman who had uh, purchased a property, the Ministry of Education building in Wellington for $82 million. Um, and there's a there's a quite a large list in the business section of stuff which shows that the commercial market is getting kicked along a bit now by the fact that people can borrow um, and and then um, make those payments and get that paid back a bit easier. Yeah, it's an interesting article, Greg, at the end of it, it shows you the top ten, so... For, for those listening out there, if you want to, you know, jump onto this uh, article and have a look at um, the, the top deals in 2019 around commercial property, um, certainly go have a look at that. It's quite interesting. Absolutely, and the Sky City car parks uh, <laughs> is one of the the top ones. There, there at the mm. 220 million. Uh, so moving moving on, we might <laughs> actually just go to a song. We'll put a bit of music in here. Uh, I've uh, a little fan from time to times of REM, so here's the song Orange Crush, and you're on Property Matters with Greg and Billy.
We're back on Property Matters. This is the Property Matters show where we talk all things real estate. I'm Greg Watson. I'm here with Billy Tossi. Billy, before the break, we're talking mainly around housing. And we'll just carry on that theme a little bit. Uh, tell us about this article that you've got here. Yes, yeah, so we've got an article come up on stuff. Um, and, it's a, and it's advice for first home buyers. Um, cool. And a really interesting article about a young couple uh, who bought their their first home when they were twenty two and twenty five? Wow! Um, but they went That's great, yeah. And and I mean to buy your first home, you know, that young is, mm. is a great achievement. Um, but they they really highlighted in this article some real key things that they sort of came across and and sort of given really good tips and ideas on 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 people who you know maybe in a in a similar position. Um, they obviously um, worked full time fairly early, um, so they were able to contribute. Um, you know, towards KiwiSaver, um, and and uh, the couple, you know, we're obviously on different schemes at the time. One was on three percent, and one was on four uh, percent contributions towards KiwiSaver. And after a period of time, what they decided to do, Greg, was actually up that um, to eight percent each. Wow! Um, and wow. and and I guess how they justified it, reading this article, was that that they could actually save without having to physically put the money in a separate savings account. It was just coming straight out of their income. That's true. So they probably got into their first jobs or first well-paying jobs. And I remember when I was young once, a long time ago, that when you got your first job, Hypothetically, if that KiwiSaver was coming out before you even saw your money, you just work with the money you've got, don't that's you? That's it. And, and I think that's where, um, you know, out of this article, I, you know, kudos to them, at, you know, at that young age, being able to be disciplined with, um, I guess, Having that high percentage in terms of KiwiSaver being deducted or contributing towards their KiwiSaver think, at that age. Yeah, I think that's a really big takeaway. Mm. Is um, if if you're possibly not if you it'd probably be harder the other way around where if you had it lower and then raised it. Yeah. Because it, but if you never if you went from that higher amount straight away, well then you can live to your means. Yeah, obviously they had um, you know they had assistance and support throughout, so they were able to stay at. At family, you know, family houses um, during yes. a period of time, which meant mm-hmm. you know the the cost of living was was a little bit lower than if they were out renting and, and things like that. But you know, uh, they also go on to say, um, you know, their advice to anyone looking at buying a house would be to make sure you have plenty of money set aside uh, to pay for things like limb reports, lawyer fees, valuations. Uh, they had to get two two valuations at the time, um, and moving costs as well. Um, organise a lawyer before you make an offer and never be afraid to ask questions. Um, okay. The couple emailed the mortgage broker constantly and he would always uh, you know, reply promptly with, with their answers. So. So, so they surrounded themselves with, with some good people there and mortgage brokers are generally good at finding the best deal for someone's situation. Yep. And <clears throat> I guess what they're saying with that advice is it's all very well to save for a house but there are those extra costs. And they gave the example where they had to make offers on more than one property and that's where getting things like valuations and so forth can be can be costly. Yep, and it's um what they how they close off the article is is go into uh, go into this sort of process with an open mind. Um, you know, view many properties um, and, and look for potential in properties. Um, you know, you you're not going to get your dream home Right off the bat, so you've got to be prepared to be able to do a bit of renovation or find something, you know, might be a little bit smaller to start with, uh, and then work your way up from that. I think get your foot in the door first. Um, you know, financially, um, you know, you want to be able to make it affordable, and if you can, then great. 
And I think it's, in a way, it's a generational thing to a certain extent. Uh, I remember when I was younger that buying my first home was just a stepping stone. It was just put up with it, let it appreciate and value a little and use that as a stepping stone to work your way up to something that might be a little Mm. more like your dream home eventually. And and that's where for first home buyers, that advice is still pretty good because at least in the Manawatu, even at the median price, homes are going up over $500 a week. Mm -hmm. So you're building up that equity all the time. So I think an important thing is as well not to hold out for the absolute perfect house. And like you say, if you can add value through things like renovations, well, that's uh, really going to to compound so that not only is the property going up in value, but money you put in, generally speaking, in a rising market will will serve you really well. Pretty inspiring story, actually, Greg. Um, And, you know, take my hat off to, to the young couple, being able to be disciplined um, and being able to get the right advice earlier on um, and being able to, uh, I guess, work out a structure that was going to work for them in order to be able to save you know, uh, a considerable amount of money to be able to put down a deposit. And like you said earlier, surround yourself with you know, a good team. They obviously had a good mortgage broker, good lawyer, had good advice from other people, um, which not only makes it stress-free, um, but actually makes it more clearer for, for someone you know, who probably doesn't have the experience um, like these people that they've surrounded themselves with. Yeah, and the thing with property prices being what they are these days, it's a massive investment, so you need all that that extra advice. Mm, Absolutely. There's another article here in the lifestyle section of stuff that I found uh, was interesting following on from what we were just talking about, and it's about happiness. And it says, are we happy, or I should say, are we happier owning our own home or renting? And and they talk to different psychologists about this, this argument, and is either going to make you more happy? Uh, let's look at, I guess, the downsides of both, and then we can maybe talk a little bit about the the upsides. Mm. Um, the, uh, I guess, when you rent a property, you've, there must be a certain amount of stress that comes with that, Vili. Uh, the belief that you're throwing money away and it's just going to the landlord at the mercy of rent changes, at the mercy of the home being sold. Um, that must create quite a bit of stress for people renting, I'd imagine. Oh, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, it's when, when you're obviously when you're working, you've got an income. Um, when you're paying rent, it, it can be a psychological thing that that money's getting, being wasted. Yeah. Um, yeah. As opposed to, you know, that money being put on a mortgage, which, you know, um, is an asset to you or, or to someone else. So I, I guess I can I can sort of relate to um, effectively. That's why I t- decided to <laughs> yes. buy my first home is yeah. because I was you know I, I, I had this mindset of thinking why am I paying someone else? Yeah, me you? too. As yeah. opposed to why I could be doing doing yeah. it for myself. And and so we'll come to the positives shortly. But then uh, psychologist uh, Sarah Chapman mentioned that, however, if you've got a mortgage. On a home, sometimes people can feel that that's a noose around their neck. For example, if so much of your money is going into a mortgage, you've got less of that freedom potentially, particularly in the more expensive markets. Mm. Um, and and that's a that's <clears throat> a tricky one. I guess the advice there would be to people just to be careful they're not borrowing or spending over over their means when it comes to property. And I think um, that could be a trap in this sort of market, Greg. Is um, you know people buying property when interest rates are so low and financially um, you know you've got to have the ability to be able to adapt if things do change and you know I mean 
it's not short-term change, but mm. in 10 years' time, uh, if you've got, you know, 25, 30-year uh, lending, yep. um, you, you know, that could be the time where the pressure really starts to come on. And MindWorks psychologist Sarah Chapman talks <coughs> about some of the positives. And the positive with, uh, I guess, owning your own home um, is that uh, she says there are people who feel more grounded owning their own place. And she says it gives them a feeling that they're planning for the future and creating a legacy, something that can be passed on to the children, sort of a pathway or direction forward. And I think that's a nice thing with owning a home, isn't it? That yeah, you're absolutely. making feel you're making progress. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And it's always, um, yeah, and yeah, like you say, it's a nice feeling owning your own home and, and sort of that feeling of getting ahead, uh, being able to do things to the property, that you want to do. Well, that's true. Um, uh, you know, it's always, it's always uh, yeah, it, it is a nice feeling. And finally, this article does say that one answer doesn't fit all. So finally, there are some really positive things that some people really enjoy about renting, according to Sarah Chapman. And she says they probably like where they're living, like they might be closer to <coughs> things than they might be if they were buying. Then, then they're often pretty happy. And that, that also depends whether, whether the rent is reasonable and they have a good landlord and a good situation. But certainly... Um, I guess her final comments were that uh, whether you're happier renting or owning your home also depends on, on where you are in life. I yeah, imagine when you're absolutely. younger, renting gives you plenty of flexibility, um, a little bit more um, spending money possibly uh, than, than later on when you're wanting to settle down and get more established. Well, everyone's circumstances are different, Greg, and, and um, you know, I know many people, friends and family who rent and, and um, you know, their, their mindset is, why would you own? You yeah. know, I've got a great landlord, I've got a you know the perfect house in the right location, yeah, exactly. uh, affordable rent. Um, I just don't want the stress of of, of having a mortgage. So, so they also do mention in this article, of course, that um, a large amount of happiness <coughs> comes from internally, mm-hmm. and factors other than housing. But it's interesting just to have a chat about that, Vili. We've we've actually uh, just finishing up for time today. It's been lovely having a chat to you as normal. Absolutely, yeah, great, some great chat there and, and um, yeah, hope uh, hope everyone's enjoying uh, the conversations that we've been having over the last few weeks. That's great. If you have any questions for us, we are on mpr.nz under the Property Matters show. If you wanted to write in any questions or suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, through our podcast, which can be found where all good podcasts are generally kept. So thanks for listening. This is Property Matters. Have a great week. Support this program and others like it by giving a donation to NPR. More details at npr.nz.